Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Lifestyle Hero Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adeline Marcy, and today I've got a really cool guest for you. Her name's Erica Watson. She's been on before. Uh, she's actually sponsoring the show again from lovedseeingher.com. As always, we're sponsored by the guys over at purelyhosting.com. Go to purelyhosting.com slash to get your own customized built paid website. So you just get hosting and you get a website completely built for you that's going to basically help you transition from wherever the hell you are to being a lifestyle hero. Always fun. It's a special deal they've cut out for me um, for, for being there. Just go ahead, check it out, and uh, we'll be ready to wrap the show straight away. So, Erica, you there? I'm here. Thank awesome. you. Hi, everyone. Hey, welcome back. I'm glad that you're here again. It's been a while since uh, we did one of these. I think we did one back when I was living in another city. In yeah. Starbucks as well, if I remember correctly. I think I was in Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It was in Starbucks, wow. which is fun. I have, I actually have coffee right now with me. I love having coffee and talking about the important stuff with you, so it's good. I always find that hilarious. It's like, I'm going to have a coffee. I am such a wuss. I cannot drink coffee. It's like, it's too bitter for me. <laughs> it's like, really, Adel? You're supposed to be a man. I'm like, I don't care. I will be a girl and say that I like hot chocolates and herbal teas. That's, that's me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the season for hot cocoa anyway. So. Oh, my God. You know what? I just realized something. Mm. I'm no longer on my diet today. Oh, good. I can have chocolate again. <laughs> awesome. Maybe that's why you've been going crazy with draws. Oh, no. I've always been crazy. We both know that. But I've been going crazy <laughs> mostly because of um, the moon, you know, because for the people that are probably listening to this at some point in the random future, we've had like a full moon and I only just found out Erica's affected by the same shit I am, but hers is slightly crazier than mine. I just turn into a werewolf unconsciously kill people you know the whole thing usual thing i'm kidding i just stay awake all night and can't do anything like basically the essence of a dude that can't sleep but all i want to do is sleep and play video games at the same time and none of it works so do you like do video games with one eye open oh no i can't do that i actually fall asleep i've i've fallen asleep before where my best friend was talking to me on msn that's how long ago it was Sat talking to it. it was during one of the full moon bits, and it was because I only I fall asleep at dawn. So like at the moment the first light hits, mm-hmm. my body's like I can go to sleep now, <sighs> straight away. Like a Total minute and a half. Fire energy. Yeah, just completely dropping. I'm out cold. But she was talking to me. Jillian was talking to me at this point, and um, she said we were in the middle of a really good conversation, and she said I'll be right back in a minute. And around the five minutes that she was gone, the the sun came up. When she came back, she just saw me completely passed out asleep. Mm-hmm. She's like, Adel, Adel, wake up. Wait, okay, he's gone. Good night. And then just like switched it off. And when I got up, I just had like this wall of text saying, dude, you totally fell asleep. Ha ha. And she was like, you look kind of cute when you were asleep, but freakishly cute and adorable. I don't know what's going on here. At least she didn't get the Sharpie out and start drawing on you. She wasn't in front of me. She was on, okay. we were on MSN, thankfully. But if she got was, it. my friends know better than not to draw my face. Because mm-hmm. I would rock that. I mean, I had one of my friends on my birthday a couple of years ago actually write "Ladies Beware" and then like draw, drew an arrow down on me, and the other one wrote some really weird shit like "Man Horse Services Call This Number." This is on my face, by the way, while I was asleep. Just rude. Just rude. Let me. I'll just interrupt you for a second because I love the show, The Lifestyle Hero, and. One of the things that I recognized in myself around this kind of like full moon, not being able to sleep behavior, how it affects my lifestyle is I actually realized I was um, 
I don't, I guess you could say I was becoming more mature or aligned in myself and how I related to not being able to sleep at night. Okay, how do you mean more mature? Because we both know you're only ever so slightly older than I am and <laughs> you're m way more crazy than I am. Right, so that's why mature, uh, more aligned, more healthy, more self-caring perhaps in, uh, in how I would relate to not being able to sleep. So you said that when you can't sleep, you just kind of want to play video games or sleep at the same time. Mm -hmm. What do you do during those waking hours? Well, like I try reading. Like reading really, not constipated books, but books I like to read stuff like uh, advertising books or books on ancient history and stuff like that because I'm weird and I like reading about that kind of stuff and it doesn't do anything for me. So usually when, um, like last three nights what I've done is just load up a couple of uh, audiobooks, listen to them while I'm, like, while I'm awake, mm -hmm. play some video games, watch a movie or two. But if I'm listening to an audiobook and watching a movie, I put the subtitles on so my eyes are reading. But yeah. my ears are listening to something completely different. Um, and usually I've seen a movie so many times I can just imagine all the voices in my brain anyway. So try and do as much as I can to mentally stress my brain into wanting to sleep. And then it doesn't happen. But that's what I do. What about you? What do you do when you don't sleep? Oh, and I text you when I can't sleep. That's what yes. I do. Well, I now, you know, I love this the world of technology because I'll call, um, I'll, I'll talk to you, I'll text you, like the other day at 4 a.m. when I texted you. Yeah, I know. Or um, my twin sister lives in Switzerland, or I have friends in California. So depending on what time of the night it is, I reach out to the other parts of the world to say hello. Um, I will also, I'll try reading or I'll just try to meditate. Sometimes I do writing. Sometimes I just start going through Facebook. Like during the day on Facebook, I feel like I'm kind of pretty selfish with how I um, go towards other people's pages and things. I, I primarily just kind of post my own insights and things. And so I'll spend that time going through the news feed or selecting other people that I'm really interested in. Um, yeah, so I try to be more productive. In the past, I was I would have a totally unhealthy relationship to not being able to sleep. I would immediately um, either want to uh, smoke weed or uh, have a glass of wine or something that would like numb me out so that I could fall asleep. And obviously, that's not the the most healthy thing for you. So that's where I really started looking at my lifestyle and how I was becoming more happy, more self-loving, more truthful, more aligned, and uh, really being the hero in my own life. See, that's you like how cool. I kind of segmented that? Yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, I do like that. You, this is the cool thing about the show. We are completely unscripted and just have random conversations and stuff. Yeah. So anything really goes. I mean, probably... <laughs> It's weird that you should say that because I've never actually thought about doing anything like that because um, it's weird that we have such a weird flip. Like right now, all I want to do is sleep and play video games. That's like literally all I want to do. And I'm 24 and I get to do that. But when, if you talk to me when I was 18, because I've had this since I was a baby, my mom's like always said, full moons, you just you stay up the entire night. But I didn't cry. That was the weird thing my mom said. She goes, you, you didn't start crying until you're like four years old. And then you stopped crying at 11. So from 4 to 11 is the only time in my life that I've really cried. Apart yeah. from that, I was like, I'm a baby. I'm tough as hell. Bring it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but then again, I've been able to speak since I was six months old, according to my mom. She goes, I said my first word at six months. You are a genius. 
I am actually, which is quite weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not a bragging thing, guys. It's a Mensa thing. It's just the truth. Yeah, my every the people that actually do know, like I think Erica knows my IQ and my EQ, so that's why she says it. Other than that, I'm a complete dumbass. Um, no one should ever take me seriously, ever. I'm kidding. Go ahead, do whatever you feel like. But the thing is, with my parents, that's when it comes to writing copy. Yes, advertising and stuff. I am the mad yes. mad scientist of advertising, as everyone knows. Ta-da! But uh, what I would say is pretty much this: with my um, what I used to do between like the ages of eighteen to about twenty-two. Uh, and even 23, if I had full moon nights, which is every month, god damn, I just realized this feels like a man period. That's what it is. I come out of my period and it's a moon cycle. That's when it happens. Sometime every month. Kidding. But um, whenever that happens, I used to just literally stay up all night and try and get as much work done or try and do what I could. And I realized that wasn't really healthy for me. Um, as I got older, it's just not really healthy. So I usually spend that time for me more than anything. And this is me time. Um, I need to work on who I am and what I want to do. And it usually always works out for the better because people always come up to me and go, oh my God, you're so normal or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not, not at all. <laughs> I just like doing things at a crazy pace. <laughs> well, I know what helped me was um, I used to, and part of the, the whole kind of anxiety, which is why I wanted to numb out, was I'd have this idea of how I needed to be the next day. So I'd have all these fears about not being able to be awake enough, which meant I wasn't going to be perfect enough, which meant I wasn't going to accomplish anything, which meant like my life, you know, no one would like me. I'd, I wouldn't be successful. My life would go down the tubes. And as I started to be more accepting of me in the states of tiredness or perfection and just really loving all of them, that fear lost its hold on me. And then I could just like relax and not be so, um, worked up about things. That usually helps quite a bit, to be fair, just being in a relaxed mental state. Um, one of the big things I'm doing for 2014 is meditating daily for 21 days straight. From January 1st till January 22nd, I'm literally going to be meditating for at least an hour a day, which for a guy that whose mind processes like bounces off the walls all the time, um, it's going to be quite fun to do. I will actually enjoy this because I can meditate, but for an hour on my own that's kind of scary especially if I have my little cats crawling around on my face yeah oh I didn't tell you this this is adorable oh, uh, go on okay, yes. no you were going to say go I was just going to say um, to, to prep yourself into that maybe say instead of having this idea that it's going to be crazy be like oh my god I'm going to have this mental vacation for my mind because that's what like for me meditation has become about it's like this vacation in the middle of the day where I just get to like snuggle up with myself and and have more peace and so maybe just letting go of the expectation that it's going to be crazy oh i always just say that but inside i know it's going to be fun i always know whenever i meditate yeah i try to do what i can but um when i actually do meditate i find a lot of inner peace um just mm. relaxation some answers to some questions and of course i do have some questions that i need answering to as you know of anyways we spoke about privately uh, so it does help quite a bit. There's a lot of stuff that um, my mind actually races towards and helps me with. But one of the bigger things that I'm going to be doing for 2014, besides meditating all the time, is uh, just spending more time at the beach, more more travel time. Because I found out recently how long it's, how much it's going to cost me for my passport and how much it's going to cost me to uh, get everything sorted. So if all goes well according to plan, and I haven't told you what it is yet, and I'll tell you afterwards... Um, I will be getting my passport sorted for around the end of 
February, looking for around the end of February. Yeah, so I'll be able to fly out to the statesides because I have been asked to speak at a, at a event in New York. I think I think it's New York, cool. New York or New Jersey. I'm in one of the two. So I'll be there with a sign that says "Adol, Adol." I can imagine just getting there and just looking around, just see you there with my like with a sign for me. I'm like, "Oh, hey, Harry, how you doing?" <laughs> you walk right by. <laughs> I would never do that. I'd give you a hug. You know I would. And then I'd walk right by. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> if I did that, if I actually did walk right by you, I can just imagine you punching me in the back of the head. Just like, boy, I was like, ow, I'm sorry. Yeah, that sign would be smacked over your head. It wouldn't be a sign. It would be, a, it would be like sign behind my head and then fist behind it because it's just like, how dare you do that, man? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> She's totally crazy and violent to people. I'm not joking. No. <laughs> She yes, is. everyone, beware of me if you see me on the streets. Just She'll be the crazy lady screaming at everyone. Or getting hit on by a 14-year-old. I don't know which one that is. Or which one happens first. But um, kind of going towards like the stuff that we've been doing anyway. Uh, you've got something happening with LEAP, which you haven't... Yeah, it's an acronym, right? LEAP is an acronym. Yeah. What, what it's is, a really cool acronym, actually. Go for it. Uh, it stands for Listening, Expressing, Acting, Progressing. And badass. it's a way to really help myself and my clients and those of you now that have heard it to kind of anchor in to your true power, uh, your intuition, and your outlook on life so that you can continue to progress in the direction that you want to to achieve the life that you love and the success that you're really meant for without getting stuck in these cycles of um, – despair or emotional hangovers or sabotage or shame or guilt or all these things that really hold people back from really living, you know, freely. And, um, and so I just, I love it, especially when people are just starting out and really learning how to trust um, their own truth rather than, you know, what they've been told by other teachers or guides or mentors or, you know, society, you know, it can really feel like a leap. It feels like a stretch. It feels like, you know, I'm going to jump. I hope that I land, you know, softly or, mm -hmm. you know, so the, the acronym itself really taps into that emotional courage. I think that people are experiencing when they're, they're taking their great leaps in the, in the beginning of, um, of this next evolution for themselves. See, that's really cool. I do, I do like the acronym a lot because it really kind of focuses in on what people do. And for those people that are listening, kind of like, oh, what's the self-development kind of stuff? Listen, if you're in business or if you're not, get into self-development. You um, have to. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's one of the requirements because if you can't, then how the hell are you going to expect to lead anyone, let alone yourself? And of course, this is kind of cool that you're actually doing something with Leap because you're not only teaching others how to do it, but you're on, you're like three steps ahead of them, but only three steps. It's not like you're the master coming back to help. You're like, hey, look, I'm three steps ahead of you on this journey, but let me show you what I've kind of avoided to or what I've learned and how to get across this bit because as we all know, um, there are times in life where you just feel like life is pretty much a video game and you can't actually get past a certain stage, so you need someone to guide you around it. And it's really, really cool that you're actually doing that because you are actually one of the better teachers I've actually found and know because um, you truly care, which is always nice. Yeah, and, you know, the great thing is, is, like, my clients now, you know, they've come to me and they're, they want to know if they can use the acronym with their clients and whatnot. So I'm, I'm looking at 
you know, what it would be like to either start it as um, having like a certification program for coaches and whatnot to help people certified in LEAP coaching. Um, that's kind of like my big vision down the road for LEAP. I mean, um, franchise it. You can always franchise yeah. it as well. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's amazing. And for those that are thinking, oh, I'm going to become a business coach or learn marketing and, um, you know, want to teach other people, the personal development work you you have to if you if you want to be a, a a world class teacher in my experience or guide, you know anyone can find a formula or a system. But what keeps people from actually progressing in their life is their own personal shit coming up. And so this is just an amazing way to help people learn how to navigate, you know, and navigate the things when the shit comes up. So. Um, if you can offer that to your clients, then you're going to be a much, your, your clients will have a much better success rate than sitting there with a system or a tool on their laptop that they never actually implement because they're still, you know, being afraid or, or um, you know, in self-doubt or whatever it is that comes up for them. So I agree with you entirely. I think I've, I've personally experienced that as well far mm -hmm. too many times. It's always quite cool. Um, and what you said is so true because there's a movie coming out on Christmas Day uh, called The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my favorite lines, Jordan Belfort came out with the guy that this entire movie's about. He is truly a wolf. If you ever get a chance to meet him or read his books or even listen to him speak, just do it. The guy's amazing. Um, his key, one of his key lines is, the reason you're not where you are is because of the bullshit story you sell yourself every day. And I'm yeah. like, that is just so profound and so powerful, yet so simple. And yeah, and that's where the listening comes in, right there. The L, right there. Is, what are you listening to? How are you listening to yourself? Definitely. Which voices are you following? So I look forward to seeing that movie. That'll be good. Yeah, it would be um, one of those amazing uh, movies because... It's, I've read the books. I don't know if you, have you read the books? Like, here's The Wolf of Wall Street, Capturing the Wolf of Wall Street. No, but it's funny because just like two months ago, I had a friend that was reading the book. So all of a sudden now twice, like this has come up for me. So Really good yeah. books. I mean, It's if, a sign. It's a sign. It is. And his course, uh, Straight Line Persuasion, one of the best sales courses I've ever gone through myself. Okay. Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, it's so crazy. I mean, it's, it's impacted me how I actually speak to people on a very subconscious level. I didn't go through all of it. I went through like half of it and then got distracted with um, watching something else like cartoons. I think it was a cartoon that distracted me. <laughs> One or the other. It's, it's, usually a car it's usually cartoons that get me. It's how you distract... Cartoons or video games? Cartoons more than video games. Video games I like because I've always had a love for it, but cartoons because I actually used to draw. I used to be an artist. And mm -hmm. it's weird because that's actually where my creativity comes from. Started off as an artist then became a poet, then became a, I hate saying this, but I did, I actually did a lot of um, scripting for rap battles, like between friends and stuff. We did a lot of rap battles when we were younger, and then that translated back into art. What is a rap battle? Uh, where two people meet and they basically insult one another straight using nothing but creative lines. Huh. Yeah. It, it's really, really good stuff. And the thing is, you don't have time to pray. You kind of just do it off the fly. But the ones we did, we had to stage some of them because that's kind of like some of the rules that were that you have a week to prepare. It's kind of like conscious hip-hop, but not. Yeah, it's conscious streaming <laughs> hip-hop. That is all it is. You go straight 
you go toe to toe with one other person and you literally go with what's there. Like you've seen Eight Mile, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. The, the at the end scene, Eminem versus all three guys. Those are all rap battles, and okay. we did those at school as well. Cause oh, rap battles. I thought you said rat battles. R A T. No. no. Was God, like, that was like the most weirdest thing ever. Yes. How is that creative? Get two well, rats to beat each other. I thought it was like rap, like, like between people, like you're like insults and putting people down rather than. Like, just conscious lyrics. I'm going to train my rat to insult you. First, we've got to teach him how to speak. That's how good. My listening of you is just so um, evolved. Just so, just like such a huge level. Um, but no, we did that, and then it translated to writing. Um, writing stories, and of course, I've always written ads since I was young, but more so into more the art of copywriting and blogging. Yeah. is like the evolution of creativity, and everyone has that. And I think Pablo Picasso has one of the best quotes I've ever heard, which is, every child is born an artist, it's just those that can hold on to it long enough eventually become the greatest. Mm. I'm ad-libbing here a little bit, but paraphrasing, sorry, but that's, that's Pablo Picasso's. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's an amazing guy. Everyone has that inside of them. Yes, everyone has something special about them. Unless, mm -hmm. of course, you... Uh, Actually, no, even then, I was going to say something quite insulting to myself and self-depreciating, but I was like, I can't even do that. You can't do that when you're in front of me. I know, you totally beat me up. <laughs> Not on my time. I know, it's like, oh my god, shut up, battle, okay. You, you guys won't even hear it because what will happen is you, like, pause it or type to me, pause it, yell at me for 20 minutes and then come back on and be okay. I'm joking, <laughs> she doesn't have it. She does do that, but not on when we're on podcasts. No, no. But it's always fun and games for us, which is always fun. It's always good. But okay, so dealing with life's pressures, as you know, can be a little bit challenging. Like you go through some, you are going to go through phases where you're not going to have natural highs all the time, but you are going to have them, and then you're going to have natural lows as well. But what would be your personal favorite technique to controlling the two? Because there is a way to control them, but what would you say your personal favorite technique would be? Um, well, the leap formula. Um, <laughs> I just know, love that leap formula. Recognizing, you know, that. The highs and lows come, and I, I wouldn't actually, um, I would actually get out of the word control. I would, I would release that word control because mm -hmm. you can't always control everything. Um, and what, but what you can do is, is to learn how to navigate, to stay connected to the things that um, are self nurturing, self-pleasuring, that um, that really help you to stay balanced as you navigate the emotional highs and lows so that you don't get as sideswiped by things and then start going in, in an alternative direction or start, um, you know, going down cycles of uh, self-sabotage uh, or self-depreciation or negativity. So really being able to maintain a level of um, positivity even when the negative is, is occurring. And that's positive and negative are even judgments that will take you, um, that can take you out. So if you get into a state of allowing and then choosing powerfully in each moment what your next action step is, then you can move through things without being so reactionary or triggered in a way that's going to bring you um, in a different direction than the path you want to go. See, those are really cool. 
that, that makes yeah it, so it's, it's like almost becoming a witness of what's going um, on rather than being yeah. the victim or the person that's experiencing it so you kind of take a step back from who you are and see it right so it's almost like i don't so a teacher once told me about you know you're like if you were to be in the airplane above the ground and you see the whole picture like where would you fly your plane next rather than being like stuck in the the tornado and freaking out you know so it's kind of having that witness point of view of things kind of like when you're meditating you know you can see the thoughts go by you can see the emotions go by um and yet you don't have to react or uh react to any of them you can choose what to respond to what would you say like when you were meditating what kind of images do you get because i know everyone has like a different set of stuff but what do you get specifically when you're meditating or if you can remember um, that is, or if it's okay to ask, because it could be something like really crazy, and you're like, I don't think I want to share that yet, just yet. Um, it's all different depending on kind of what's going on in my life. A lot of times it'll be, you know, when I started meditating, there was, um, you know, things like visions of, you know, my business or of relationships. I mean, all that, all the kind of stuff that is real for people, but yeah, it would it'd be funny how it would like come together. Like suddenly, you know, I would be like on a boat with, you know, my father and then, you know, I would be, I don't know, like on a horse with, <laughs> you know, it would just like the how the things, it just uh, run, it's like a, a weird run on sentence in a yeah. way of different visions, yeah. It's basically what I like to call the Old Spice commercial. But, you know, the one where he's like, I'm on a boat. No, no, it's like, look down, look up, now we're here. And I look down again, here I am again. It's one of those, it's one of those moments I get when I meditate. Um, but it's really, really different that you get those because mine all float around like clouds. Oh. Like every, it's like words and that's all it is. Like the imagination of pictures for me yeah. um, only happens during certain times. Like, for instance, where's your favorite place to meditate? Like if you had to pick one place to meditate, where would it be? Um, I really like being in nature, like on, uh, on the beach or like when I used to, um, go live in Hollywood at like the top of like a hill that I would climb. I also really love group meditation. I find that group meditation is powerful, easier, powerful and easier for myself than, um, to sit down, uh, solo and do it. Um, and I would experience almost like colors too. Like I would go into almost like these like vortexes in space and I would be, you know, floating and, um, and kind of like astro traveling. And then I would get to like the next land or vision. Um, my favorite form of meditation is actually walking mm. meditation. Um, I find that, and I, there's been some theories about for um, the feminine form of meditation, actually, that movement is really an extraordinary way because that is the feminine. It is the, it is the movement where masculine is the stillness. So uh, for women, you know, and, and I guess men, too, that are wanting to, to embrace more of their feminine side, that adopting a feminine medi meditation practice um, for, whether it's walking or dance or, or whatnot, where your mind can't, where you can not be in your thinking space, but your feeling space, um, mm. really powerful. But walking for me, it's what helped me to actually channel this summer, the leap in the leap program. And it also, uh, is that I'm now writing a book about it. 
called Sacred Strut, The Power to Transform Your Life One Step at a Time. And it's really about the walking meditation because that I find that when I'm doing other vigorous types of uh, exercise, um, my, you know, my mind is on the breathing or the end goal or, you know, not throwing up on the treadmill or whatever, <laughs> you know, when I'm like mm-hmm. at high speeds, but walking allows me to have a sense of stillness, but also allows the blood and the breath to really, um, begin powerfully clearing some things and allowing for space, uh, for that divine inspiration and insight to flow through so that I can, uh, be really powerful in selecting what thoughts I'm choosing, what thoughts I'm releasing for the next day, really staying in that, uh, that hour of prayer and gratitude and appreciation that keeps your vibration, um, really high. Uh, it just, it, well, you'll just have to read the book. <laughs> See, that's amazing. I, I love that because that's one of the um, more amazing sides of different forms of meditation. Like people use transcendental meditation for nighttime and stuff. Myself personally, I I don't know. I guess I use more Vedic tra- uh, meditation myself. Mm-hmm. Having just... a mantra or? No, just I just breathe. Use breathe. Yeah, I use a different form of breathing technique, um, like how deep and how well into the heart and body you do. Because like, even the way we were taught to breathe, uh, most people get it wrong. Mm. Like, I don't know, how do you breathe? Like right now, if you were to put your hand on your stomach, how do you breathe? When you breathe in, is it in or out? When I breathe in, my stomach expands. And when I breathe out, it... So basically, yeah. So when you breathe out, it goes... That's actually the correct way to do it, but most people unconsciously do it the opposite way. Right. When they breathe out, breathe it out, they go, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? It's the other way around. This is supposed to come out when yeah. you're in and like that. It's actually quite weird because it's um, the place I learned how to do that was in, was in the gym. My instructors always used to tell us when, if you breathe out and empty your stomach, if you get hit when you're emptying your stomach, it's not going to hurt as much as if you were breathing in and expanding oh uh, no breathing uh sorry breathing in and flattening because you've got because the air's coming into a small place and if you get hit you're forcing the air right back out your body it's a very powerful thing um yeah but my personal place for meditation is actually the water mm-hmm. anyway like shower meditation is my favorite thing um usually when i'm having a shower or something i just sit down on the floor put the water right really low just above my head and just meditate for a little bit and see what happens. It's one of my favorite things to do. The, um, in a Ayurvedic, uh, massage, they use, uh, oil that they drip continuously over your third eye. And it's amazing that what opens up. So I can imagine the water, you know, well, water is very cleansing anyway. It has a very cleansing element to mm-hmm. it and polarity that, helps neutralize us. Yeah. So, um, but I can imagine that sort of constant uh, light pressure is um, very grounding and releasing. Very much so. Plus, rain is my favorite weather. So yeah. It's, it's yeah. Really, really weird because like, I told my, a friend of mine uh, recently asked me about this, and this is why I sent you a message saying, oh, rain's my favorite weather when we were talking. Um, one of my closest friends sent me a message saying, oh my gosh, I just found this old message on my email and it's from you. And I was like, okay, just send it over. I want to read it because when you read messages from when you were 16, I don't know about you, like you read messages from about eight years ago, you're like, 
holy crap, what was I thinking at that age? Or what was I saying? Oh, or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm in the same story. This is great. I thought I came so far. <laughs> <laughs> I get completely different uh, areas and stuff. But the one that I actually, it was more profound than I thought it would be. Like I didn't, when I read it, I was like, huh, I actually said that. That's kind of weird. Um, and my theory on rain I is... I think how smart I was. You're still, you're still a genius. You're still very smart. Thanks. I know. We'll, we'll try and keep up the not so smart we'll look. Try I to promise. Keep it, yeah, down low. You, you can't. It's you know, pretty with brains tends to happen nowadays. So yeah, um, but you've got them. So yay. But one of the things I did say was I always see rain as when the rain falls. It's a way that the earth is being cleansed entirely, and mm. it's a way to wash away all the dirt and the grime and just show show what it truly is and relax you again. It's when you rain, that's really kind of like a mercy that's coming to you. Um, which is why I actually do like meditating near water. But the other reason is because I'm a water baby. I've, According to my parents, again, I've spent most of my life in the water. It's just something I've loved doing is swimming. I grew up next to the water. And when I applied to college, I applied to over 20 universities and colleges. And all of them needed to be near a body of water. Yeah. I'm a fire sign, and so I find that the water is just really... <laughs> you're an Aries, aren't you? Me. Huh? Are you an Aries? Ar yeah, you're an yeah. Aries. I'm a Libra, so... If anything, my thing should be air, but I'm like, nah, screw it. I like water. You like water. Yeah. You're powerful enough to choose. Yeah, I get to do that, but I do like... Um, water's always been my favorite element, just so much in there. Though I did go swimming out in the sea quite recently. Not a smart move. <laughs> Not you did the... Um... Triathlon. Yeah, we, uh, you do so many amazing things. You just did the incubation. The, um, yeah, the isolation tank. Yeah, Isolation tank, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, like? I've got to give a shout-out to Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan experience for the people that are listening to this and have not checked out Joe Rogan stuff. He's a UFC commentator and a comedian, but overall a really smart guy. Um, if you check out his podcast, he has loads of stuff that he talks about. That's where I actually got the idea from. Um, literally, you walk in, the place I went to is different because everywhere is different. The... Some places I know, especially in the States, you kind of get into a giant pod or like a small claustrophobic space or whatever it is. But once you're in there, you feel like you're nothing. The place I went to was a massive room and it was quite wide. It was um, about seven feet wide and about 10 feet uh, long, just filled with about 10 inches of water um, and 800 pounds to 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt. Okay. Um, and you literally go in there. And the cool thing about this place is I had, I'm not scared of the dark, but I hate not seeing what's in front of me because I know I will either hurt myself or do something really stupid. So when I got into the room, those two light switches, um, one for a very nice deep blue light that kept you calm and the other light was for like, uh, you know like how stars are sometimes dots in the sky, like when you get a nice big dot? It's like that but with lights. So it was really, really nice. Um, so I switched those on and then gently put them both off and just sat there in the dark for an hour. And I got to tell you, probably the most amazing experience possible. My brain went from through everything. It went through like the demonic kind of stuff that I, you know, that I do know about, like, because um, I have a huge interest in understanding the occult and stuff like that. So I had thoughts about the occult to start with and then the... Uh, other stuff and people that I care about and people that I love and hold true, the people I want to meet in my lifetime, um, relaxation about my business, my life, and all the mental stress I've been having recently just kind of all evaporated. And about an hour's time, uh, when I got out, you 
They, the place I went to, they play music for 10 minutes at the start and 5 minutes at the end. So you know that you've got 5 minutes left and you've 10 minutes in, but it's relaxing music. It's very, very good for you. Um, but what I did is, and I would never, I would not let anyone ever do this unless they got earplugs, but mine fell out I was an, and I was an idiot. I stuck my head underneath the water. <laughs> and having about a thousand pounds of Epsom salt underneath you is not good for your ears. <laughs> to be like that because it just kind of like dries out. But I was sat there and you could not hear a thing and it was perfect deprivation of senses because um, I couldn't see anything, couldn't smell anything, couldn't feel anything, couldn't hear anything, couldn't touch anything, nothing. I couldn't even taste anything. It was really, really nice. It was a nice, warm feeling. But it does get a little bit cold because it's, uh, the water's heated to your skin temperature for an hour while you're in there. It doesn't change. So your body gets used to the temperature and you're like, oh, this is cold. So I, like, you float around a little bit as well. And I kept floating around, like, side to side of the room, like a small little pinball machine, which is quite interesting. But uh, while I was in there, that 45 minutes of time, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was awake or if I was asleep. Mm. Um, I honestly felt like I was in the realm of theta, like the theta wave of the brain where you can learn anything. I felt like I was just there, but I had full control of everything around me. Um, I didn't have any crazy hallucinations, though. That's, that's the, the only downside. I wish yeah. I did. But um, the more you do it, apparently, the more stronger your mind gets and the stronger the Im imagination gets. Okay. So that's, that's what I had. I had, like, an amazing experience with that. As a um, water baby, have you ever tried Watsu? I don't know what Watsu is. Like, what's the it's process? It's like a... Um a massage in a way in a in a warm pool in the water and it's incredible I had one a session um, last year when I was in New York City and the water is warm it, it feels like you're floating in the womb Ooh. and the person moves you around and in some ways will dunk you and then flow up and I literally at times felt like I was traveling through space or I was just floating in the womb. And like sometimes it's like, am I going forwards or backwards? Or I felt like I was going 100 miles an hour and I was probably like just being still. Like it just, it's such a cool sensory meditative experience. You come out feeling so open and so relaxed. Um, I highly recommend it. So I haven't. It's New York. I'll, I'll, uh, we'll have to go sometime. One, yeah, for a session, but if you get a chance to do it before, look it up. Yeah, I will do. I've not done one in warm water. I've done, uh, when you said Watson, and you were like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a water massage. I was like, yeah, I've had one of those, but it wasn't pleasant because it was right after a fight. They basically just dunked me in ice water, and I had to get my oh. shins massaged because, um, uh, you know, I fight in, like, Muay Thai and MMA and stuff, and you kick with the shins. Mm -hmm. And when you're in there, after the adrenaline kicks in, you just throw your legs at full force and you don't really care what happens. But the worst injury I've had, not injury, but the worst after effect was my shin was about two or three times its normal size because it had just been hit that many times. So I was like, so they dunked me into an ice thing. They were like, yeah, this is the hulk. This, I'll just keep it in ice. And I was like, I can't feel my legs. I hate your fighting stories. I don't like feeling like you're hurt. Uh, I won't actually. It's really weird. I don't get hurt as often as people think. In in fights, I don't. Where I get hurt is when I'm doing something stupid like skipping <laughs> or doing push-ups uh -huh. or, I don't know, lifting weights. Just really easy, normal stuff that you don't expect to get hurt with. That's where I get all my injuries. Yeah. Walking down the street. Oh, God, yes. I fall. I used to fall over all the time. But then again, I used to skateboard as well, so that, that counts to some of my injuries. Yeah. 
It's like, yeah, you just fell off your board, didn't you? Yep, totally. Into traffic? Yep. Face first? No. What happened? Ass first. Good man. You need that um, invisible helmet. Oh, that'd be so cool. No, I haven't seen that. See, I think when everyone says an invisible helmet, I used to think they might grow out your hair because that's kind of like the thing. <laughs> just cushions your head. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, yes, you have that nice thick hair. I know. It's crazy. I miss my Jesus hair. can't wait to grow it back. Mm-hmm. Like, considering the first podcast we did and I was on camera with you, I had cut my hair at that point. That was only like two, three months ago. And if you look at the difference, my hair's got really long in that short space of time. Mm-hmm. Haha. World domination is growing back. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways that people can meditate. One of the ways that some of the guys in the gyms that I train with are quite, they're quite naturally chilled, mellow people, but they meditate and they relax in such a way and they actually do sensory deprivation stuff and I found out when I was training with them. They find that their meditation comes when, when they're in the heat of the battle. When they're in the heat of a good fight, that's when they actually feel they're in the most relaxed state, as if everything around them is just slowed down. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I would think you have to learn how to be so present because if if you're thinking, then you're already maybe a second too slow mm-hmm. for reacting to whatever's um, happening. Situation, yeah. Uh, it's true. I mean, one of the things, and not to scare you, because again, you don't like the fight stories and stuff, but it's not uh, it's not one of the horrible ones. <laughs> it's not horrible, but it's one of the ones where um, genuinely, I don't get hit much when I fight, like to the face. I don't get hit. Very often in the face, uh, which That's is quite your nice. Paw. That's true, but also it's because I'm scared shitless of being hit in the face. Mm. I, I truly am. It's one of my personal fears. Is I'm scared of being hit in the face. So when someone throws a punch, even if like me and you met and you kind of like threw a weird fake punch from like a like a good ten feet away from me, right, I right. would flinch because my brain's automatically react automatic reaction is move out the way. Doesn't matter if it's not going to hit. Because you have a pretty face. Oh, thank you. See, I just do it because I don't like to get hit in the face. Oh. <laughs> it's like, my cheeks will hurt for a week. <laughs> but it's always fun. But kind of like moving to this, there was something I did want to ask you. And I did ask you this last time, but it's more towards what's happening now with like the Leap Formula. And I know some people are going to love me for this and you probably hate me for it. But I'm going to ask you if you could divulge just three steps or even two steps people could take right now that will bring them closer using the Leap Formula to kind of feeling more at peace with themselves because right now we're in a very tumultuous time where everything kind of seems uncertain and I know meditation is one of the ways but like what would you say would be the two ways that you can add to it or two actions someone could take in order to feel more peaceful? Um, one of the things that I do when I'm unsure about something is, or I'm scared, uh, I said... I ask myself, well, what would love say or what would love do? And then I, I act in alignment with that. Um, so whether it's, um, you know, a conversation that I need to have or it's, um, you know, something in my business that feels scary because <laughs> it's expansive or, um, you know, or I find out something that's really challenging or, or difficult to hear Rather than, you know, what would my, you know, the person that's hurt inside say, I would say, you know, how would, how would love respond to this? How would, what, what is really loving? And so that typically shows me the way that I want to be in the world. Um, you know, and that's even in my own, you know, personal kind of bumping up against myself relationships. You know, if I'm having, uh, 
a moment where I'm feeling fearful about intimacy or engaging in a particular relationship, you know, because I have some thoughts that sound really loud in my head about uh, who I am or, you know, a belief that isn't true. I said, okay, well, what, what would love actually say here? And, and then I live into that truth and I allow my actions and my expressions and my beingness to be in line to that. And the results just come out so amazing and um, better than I could have ever imagined. So, and, and because we really do, each of us has the ability to choose which thought that we are going to give life to. And, and just depending on what we give power to is going to shape our reality. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I love, there was this quote, and I, I'm going to paraphrase too, and I don't know who said it, but it's, you know, uh, which wolf, uh, which wolf survives, you know, and it's like the one that you feed. Yeah, you have, you have two wolves inside of you. Yes, if I remember correctly, it's two wolves are inside of you, and they both fight for your attention. The one that succeeds is the one that you feed, and how you feed it is by what you tell yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that, and, um, and usually, yeah, I, I choose the one I love. So that's one way. Um, you know, the other, another step I would say besides the, the meditating is really looking at ways that you are um, dispelling energy in your body every day because there will be a buildup, whether it's, um, toxicity just from the environment or toxicity from all the overstimulation that we have, um, the foods that we're putting in our body, you can try to be as, uh, you know, pure and natural with things as well, but having, um, whether it's a meditation practice or, you know, the daily walk, having some sort of movement where you are, um, of elevating the amount of oxygen in your body, your blood and detoxing, sweating, um, even just going to a steam room where you are helping your body release, uh, you know, the daily buildup of uh, toxicity will help you to remain calm and will help you to remain uh, in a state of uh, balance where you won't have as much of that reactionary state uh, to things that are going on or chaos um, as well. As, you know, your cells will be happier and you'll have better skin and live longer too. So. I know that's one that you've personally gone through yourself because I think you kind of gave up wearing makeup for a while, didn't you? Um, I actually, I did go, I did go through a period of that. I love makeup though. I know, <laughs> I know. But you know, you more, I wanted to, I, that, when I did that, I had this idea of, and this was actually a big revolution, revelation for me, is like I wanted to be, I had this idea, I'm like, I just want to be loved for me. Like, I want to be loved for being natural. I want to be, I don't want to have to be just like this pretty girl in order to um, receive attention or whatnot. Like, I just want no. to be loved for for my state of being as in, the, in the natural state. And then what I realized, so I did that and um, and had great results. But what I realized is myself, the, the, the person in me that, loves to get dressed up, that loves to curl my hair, that loves to wear makeup, you know, one side of me is not more right or more wrong. Like, that's just another side of my expression. Yeah. And if, if that's who I want to be, then cool. Like, not to drop the judgment around people that do, like, experience, you know, that sort of personal self-expression. So 
I, I totally embrace her. And actually, in fact, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is tomorrow night going to a Christmas, um, going to a winery with my girlfriends for their Christmas Christmas holiday party with live music. And I just want to wear tights and a dress and heels and curl my hair and, you know, get dressed up since I'm usually in yoga pants all the time. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Every, like that's the one thing that you never. I I live um, personally. One of the things that I live by is what my mother said to me: never yeah. de never deny yourself anything unless unless it is harmful to you or harmful to others. Mm. Um. So, for instance, like I just did my vegan raw food diet for three weeks. Awesome. I cannot go back to that. I, yeah. I can't. I mean, I can. I of course I'll eat more vegetables and eat more greens, but depriving myself of something I love such as um, steak and chicken and stuff like that is quite weird to me because those are natural parts of the human being as well um, and there's so many different theories it's like oh the way you kill like the way that people kill animals in the west yeah that would inject a lot of fear into it but the way they kill the people in the east is actually completely different to how they kill them here and how they're raised as well so the food is actually healthier yeah. um, so that's that's like the cool thing. It's really, really cool that you actually share those things. One thing I will add to you, I'd say point number three for myself, for releasing, is um, get a blog. If writing helps you, then write away. Write, write your little heart out because um, it's one of the best ways to actually express who you are. Writing is a big one of mine. And when I have not written poetry or just a journal entry or something in a, in a while, I mean, I feel it like I just that build up is that tension I feel a lack of creativity I can feel myself feeling more chaotic and I'm like oh when was the last time I sat down and, and wrote and so that's actually one of my goals for I mean and starting now like why wait for 2014 but yeah. um to do my morning papers again where it is that brain dump as soon as I uh, get up. Usually, I used to do when I was done. When I do my hour walks every day, that's when a lot of my writing happens. And I'll send. Uh, I actually need to learn to use like Evernote better because I just send like random text messages to myself <laughs> with <laughs> points of interest or thoughts or you know the acronyms that come through. Um, and so I'm like, oh, these could really be organized and concise, and you know. If I would just use Evernote, but I'm constantly sending myself text messages. You and I both, it's kind of weird because I have about six different Word apps on my iPhone and about four new Word apps and about eight different um, art apps on my iPad. Mm -hmm. And that's all I do. If I'm walking on my own, because whenever I go for walks on, on, on my own, which is quite nice, I have my headphones in mm -hmm. and I listen to some music that I like and then I'm just like taking notes of what I want or what I think about, or if I'm in Starbucks yeah. on my own, I just start drawing. And my artwork is completely pants right now. I can't do any of the work I used to be able to, but it still is quite fun for me to pen out what I want. Um, and there's, a, there's, I'm sure you're a fan of Robert Greene. Have you read any of Robert Greene's books, like Mastery and The 48 Laws of Power? And... No. Wow, you should totally get... you're the first person that has ever... Wow. Before. Oh my god, I think I've told you this before. I've always recommended if you're going to read any books and think about business or life, read everything Robert Greene has ever written. That's the 33 Strategies of Law, the 48 Laws of Power, the Art of Seduction, the 50th Law, and Mastery. All books are just amazingly well written um, and so well researched. 
But one of my favorite quotes uh, and one of my favorite things I learned about it from Mastery was Mozart. Not was it Mozart? I think it was Mozart. I can't remember. It was either him or Beethoven, one of the two. Um, when they were composing masterpieces and um, you know just writing them, instead of writing them, what he used to do was he'd stand in the middle of a pool hall, take the cue, uh, take the cue ball, and just throw it off the uh, cushions and catch okay. it, and and it would go into a completely random di direction every time he threw it. It would be a different spin, different motion, and every motion that he held would be ma would make a new note in his symphony. And he did this, and that's how he wrote masterpieces. When he was asked what his process is, he goes, I just play pool. Wow. What he usually is, just throws it off the side and catches it with his, right, with his left hand and writes down the note with his right. Um, that's awesome. I love the word seduction. Yeah. Seduction is one of my favorites. I had a little folder on my uh, desktop that said the seduction of marketing, which I wanted to create a course around that but many people have but I just that word is just no, such one's, an, no one's doing a good powerful, job powerful skill to learn it is um it's one of the few things that I would say changed who I am as a man and it gets a bad rap of course it does but the thing is that's because people don't people don't understand what the word seduction means and my one of my best friends and brothers uh Nick Quick who is a dating coach gave me the perfect definition for seduction hmm. and it is seduction <laughs> is the permission to give another person to be who they truly are. Mm. That is the, that in my opinion, I was like, that is the best definition of seduction. If you're seducing someone, you're really just telling them, hey, look, it's okay, be whoever you are, and I'll love you for that. That's why everyone says I'm so seductive. Exactly. That and also because you're very good looking, so, you know, <laughs> that, that too. Um, but it's one of those things that a lot of people just do not see into is the fact that seduction is beauty. But there is it catches a bad rap because people can say, he seduced me. It's, it's just, manipulative and it's this and that. The and... thing is, manipulation is literally the same. It's the same coin. It's like, how do I put this? I'll use a, a geeky Star Wars reference because I'm a geek. Um, the Force can be used for good or evil. The good guys, they call themselves um, Jedi Knights. The bad guys, the Sith. So what are they doing? Using the same elements to create good things and bad things. Same with seduction and manipulation influence. Manipulation is using the power of influence for bad and to hurt someone, to gain for yourself rather than gain for a whole, for someone else, or gain for the wide variety or how it will benefit everyone else, not just you. Mm. Whereas influence is the art of taking someone to get them to take an action, same as manipulation, but for something that will better them and better you at the same time, as opposed to you benefiting a, a, for it or someone else, or for a bad reason. Um, whereas seduction plays under the middle ground, where it could be, you can use it to break people up, or you can use it for finding your soulmate. That is exactly the truth of it. So if you really understand what seduction is, it's a very powerful thing. But the art of seduction has nine archetypes where it's more based, it's very centric on men, which is a good thing and a bad thing as well. But the way uh, Robert Greene does it is he wrote it for his crowd, which is mostly men, um, to understand what's behind the seductive process. Like, for instance, uh, there's nine of them. So I'll send you a link after this. And yeah. I, I, I want you to just give, it's a quick breakdown of what the nine are. Um, 
its uh, archetypes and stuff. And I want you to just think about A, which one are you? And two, which one do you think I am? Because I love asking people this because you will always find differences in what people say. Okay. And uh, But yeah, Robert, Robert Greene is just an amazing author. I would, hands down, if I could get a development deal with him where I ended up uh, selling everything that he owns as like be able to give it away or whatever it is, I would do because I... Anytime someone says to me, hey, you know what, do you need this? I'm like, just go read everything that Robert done, has done. But where can we get more information from you, Eric? Because I know you're doing Love Seen Heard. Is that still the main place? Yes. Or on uh, Facebook. You can find me at Erica Lynn Watson. That's L-I or L-Y? L-I-N-N. So Erica, that's E-R-I-K-A-L-I-N-N, Watson, W-A-T-S-O-N. So go ahead, check her out. She's absolutely awesome. If she, can't, if she can't add you because she has too many friends, follow her. You'll get some great stuff and some great feedback. Thank you. And, and I would love to hear from anyone and uh, any questions they have about what we talked about or anything else that's going on in uh, your life. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to seduce you into the be your best self ever. So. <laughs> cool. And guys, as always, if you are looking to get started with your own, like even just find a way to creatively write about yourself and write about what you do because you can say I'm not interesting but you can even vent your own frustrations. Um, check out purelyhosting.com slash Adil and you'll be able to get a uh, domain. Just get your hosting sorted with them and you get a free website built completely for you, customized to how you want it. But as always, thanks for being here, guys. I'll see you on the next episode of um, the Lifestyle Hero podcast and thanks again, Erica, for being here. Of course. Love you. Love, love you, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays indeed. Take care.